Hi, I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome warrior, you're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi Warriors, how are you? And welcome back to another episode of the Fertility Warriors podcast. I'm so excited at the moment and I'll tell you why. At the time that I am recording this podcast, we have a live training that's happening tomorrow. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit nervous because we've got about 500 people, like 500 people registered for this workshop and that's a lot of people who are going to be listening to what I have to say. I mean, I guess weekly on the podcast we have more than, like we have 20,000 downloads of the podcast every month, so I guess there's a lot of people. Sometimes when you think about it as the like the number of people who might be in a stadium or an event or something like that, that's quite a lot of people. So I'm really excited. So I'll be talking about how to conquer stress and then how to also quite significantly improve your fertility based on what the research says rather than things like, you know, eat pineapple core and stuff like that. And I just wanted to let you know that if you're like, damn, I would have gone to something like that. There's a couple of things I want to let you know. Number one is that I recommend you jump on my email list. I have a freebie that you can get, which you can go to robinburkin.com slash fertility warriors game changes. And you can download a PDF of the three biggest game changes on my journey. But what will also happen is that you'll get notifications of when I run things like this. But also make sure you're following me on Instagram. And my handle is really easy. It's just at Robin Birkin, R-O-B-Y-N-B-I-R-K-I-N. And I would love you to come and find me on Instagram and follow me because I am on Instagram every day. I share heaps of awesome stuff. Sometimes I break out some funny memes and things like that as well. So I'm actually talking about what I think is quite a serious topic today and it wasn't on the schedule but I've put it in there and I've put it in there for what I think is quite important reason and that is because yesterday was a day that we have in Australia. I don't know if you have it around the world but it's called Are You Okay Day and it's a day where you are encouraged to check in on your friends and ask, are you okay, right? And like, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to ask people how they are. However, knowing what I know now about emotions and coping strategies and things like that, I know that sometimes when someone asks you, are you okay? It's really common, even when you're not okay, to reply, yes, I'm fine. So think about today's episode in the context of yourself, but also think about today's episode in the context of other people. Because here's the other thing that I want to let you know that I've spoken about, I think, before. When we are in this state of anxiety and depression and things like that, and I'm sure you've all heard 
that sometimes these things are like they call it imbalances in the brain like there's you know serotonin and dopamine and things like that and they're just like they're out of whack and that's exactly true they're out of whack though for a reason okay which you need to understand but there are areas in our brain that shut down right part of that might be like the prefrontal cortex which is like one of the newest areas of our brain and that's what's responsible for like rational thinking decision making and stuff like that but within the kind of in that area is something called the brocus area that's the area responsible for a lot of our speech that's an area that shuts down when we are in these I guess periods of anxiety and depression and so sometimes it's also really hard for someone to verbalize like have you ever felt lost for words sometimes have you ever felt like you just literally can't articulate exactly what's going on for you and that is quite likely because the brocus area of the brain is just not functioning correctly. So I have this kind of beef with are you okay day because number one, I think that we should always be asking people if they're okay, checking in on people and I hope you have that support of people who are checking in with you regularly but also because it's easy to ask are you okay but it's actually not the easiest thing to answer and if all we do is be like check, I've asked if someone's okay so now I've done my bit then I don't think that's good enough. I think we need to be looking at the signs of when someone else isn't okay but here we are this is the fertility warriors podcast i'm here to talk to you today about 10 signs that you might not be okay that you might not be okay because here's the other thing that i think is that denial is a super real thing within the fertility world we often and even at like particularly our men try to push through as if everything is completely fine or not even that it's completely fine but that how this is just part and parcel and this is how I should feel or this is you know I need to endure this or we feel ashamed to get help we feel in denial of exactly what's going on with our bodies and stuff like that so i'm going to talk to you today about 10 signs that you might not be or you probably aren't okay and what you can do about it okay so when i'm talking to you about these things think to yourself number one be open-minded and think to yourself like Am I really experiencing these or not? How often am I experiencing these? What is the severity or frequency of these thoughts and feelings and symptoms and stuff like that? To then actually give yourself a bit of a self-assessment as to whether you're not okay. And there are so many people, like every day, I know that you probably walk around with a brave face and people probably don't know exactly what you're going through. There are people all around us in everyday life who are going through some pretty heavy shit and we just don't know, okay? The most, I guess, empowering thing that I can do for you is to help you have the self-awareness to be able to know whether or not you are coping correctly and empower you to be like, a self-helper 
okay, to help yourself, to be a self-healer, to heal yourself and take the next steps to help yourself be okay if you are truly not okay. So I'm going to talk to you today about 10 like signs to look out for, 10 signs that you might not be okay. Number one is catastrophizing. So catastrophizing is this real looking at the worst case scenario and often it's really unlikely scenarios and we talk about this within the fertility warrior intensive because it's actually super common for people with infertility catastrophizing the worst case like the, it's always the worst case scenario and sometimes it's even completely irrational things that don't even relate to fertility even though the cause of a lot of your anxiety is infertility so for example your husband is running five minutes late from work and you are convinced that or you are starting to be like, oh my God, has he been in a car accident already? You are on your journey with infertility and your mind keeps saying to you that you maybe you have cancer and you're going to die. So that is catastrophizing, always looking at the like having these thoughts all the time that default to worst case scenarios. The next one is like obsessive thinking and excessive fear. So obsessive thinking, and I don't know why, but I've put these in the same category. Obsessive thinking is, I guess for many of you, you will tick this box, okay? Obsessively thinking about what you could do next, obsessively thinking about what needs to change, obsessively thinking about what your life is going to look like if you do or do not have a child, you know, obsessing over diet and what you eat can be particularly triggering for women who already may have a trauma that has caused an eating disorder or some kind of dysfunction in terms of eating but this real obsessiveness around things obsessively always having to google the answer obsessively reading every single book that you can get your hands on and then excessive fear as well so always constantly fearing what's going to happen if you don't become a mother okay this excessive fear, constantly fearing almost that, you know, like your life will end and you'll be miserable if you don't become a mother. So that's number two. Number three is just this general feeling of feeling tired all the time and not having a real plausible explanation for it. So for example, if you have issues with your thyroid and your medications are off, or if you have like quite a significant iron deficiency, you might say, okay, well, that might be quite normal to feel quite tired all the time. Sometimes progesterone suppositories or injections might make you feel a bit tired, but on the same token, I never felt extremely tired with them. Feeling tired all the time can be a symptom, just that there's nothing left in the tank. And a lot of times what you'll also find and look out for this with like friends and family. There's sometimes there's people who are, it's almost like they're helping everybody else, right? Sometimes they're also the people who are also sharing all the memes and the quotes and things like that on Facebook and Instagram. And it's almost like trying to communicate things to other people and 
like signs and symptoms that they're not okay, but it's signs that they're just dishing out all the time and not refilling their cup. So you might be like that. You might just feel like everything is draining your tank and there's nothing left to give. Like there's nothing there that's rebuilding the energy in your tank. So then you just feel tired all the time. Number four is appetite changes. So whether that could be like big binge eating episodes or whether that could be just not really feeling hungry at that much at all anymore. Appetite changes that are really not normal for you. So whether that's eating a lot or eating a little, then that could be a sign that you are not okay. All right, that's a sign that you might not be coping because for whatever reason, like there's different reasons if you're eating more is a different reason, I think, to if you're eating less and just not hungry. Like It's almost like your body's just not prioritizing food or digestion or anything like that when you just don't have an appetite. So number five is withdrawal. So this is one of the, probably the key signs when you're looking out for someone else, but this is also going to be a really big indicator for yourself as to whether you are just not coping with this journey. Feeling really withdrawn, withdrawing from a lot of the community that you had and not making a new community, feeling like you just don't really want to get out of bed ever, feeling like you don't want to talk to people and generally just withdrawing from your complete support network is a really significant sign that you are not coping with what is happening at the moment. So whether that is the fertility journey, whether it's just everything that's getting on top of you, withdrawing and just not rebuilding a new community. So I can understand that sometimes, you know, you want to withdraw from friends because they're all having babies and that's just not fun for you. But when there's no one else there, when you don't rebuild connections elsewhere and you just generally withdraw, then I think that that can be a sign that you are not okay. Number six is constant restlessness. So you go to bed and you're just tossing and turning all night. You're just always restless. You go into work. It feels like you're always on edge and you just can't feel at peace ever or you just can't feel like you have that calm energy ever so restlessness is another sign sometimes you might also have like other physiological signs that might accompany that like tightening of the chest like sometimes it'll feel like your heart's racing but generally restlessness another one is and this is actually see this a lot when I do one-to-one consultations. So sometimes I do one-to-one consultations for people who have joined my program, the Fertility Warrior Intensive. And something that I see happen quite frequently is an upset stomach. And so a lot of women will cycle between like loose stools and constipation. So it's almost like, yeah, like loose stools, constipation. There's not really that normal pattern to their bowel movements and things like that that normal like once a day kind of thing they don't have that and they don't understand it and that's we also talk obviously on this podcast about things like dietary intolerances and stuff like that and so women are often thinking that there's something not right in their diet but it's actually more a symptom that they're not coping emotionally So that's number seven is an upset stomach and particularly that cycling between like being constipated and having loose stools. Number eight is numbing behaviors. 
So this is, I like, if I could talk to you about the one mechanism that I used on my journey before I started practicing mind-body techniques, the thing that I used to do was I used to numb out, okay? So numbing out is essentially, it's almost like you're trying not to feel, you're training your body not to feel emotions. At a physiological level, your body is still producing, you know, the various hormones, cortisol and things like that. Like it's still coursing through your body, but, you know, you're trying to not feel what we feel and not know what we know and in order to heal in order to process emotions you actually need to know what you know you need to have the self-awareness of whether you're coping whether you're not coping whether you're happy whether you're sad you know whether you're how you're like what's going on with you but also you need to feel what you feel so if you feel sad it's important to really process those emotions if you feel angry it's really important for you to process and allow those emotions and numbing behavior so almost like substance abuse but that can extend through to social media tv google all of those kind of things number nine is excessive criticism towards yourself so what does the voice inside your head sound like and is that a voice that is constantly telling you that you are not doing enough you are not good enough you are not worthy of becoming a mom this isn't made out for you you know you're going to fail you're a big huge fat failure what is that voice inside you telling you and if that's excessive criticism, and this is another thing that you can look out for other people, when it almost just feels like they're constantly telling you that they're not winning, like they're not winning, feeling like they're winning at life ever, and they're overly critical of themselves, are you being overly critical of yourself? So that's something that I really want you to look out for, and that's a sign that you are probably not coping. We all have that voice, can I just say, in our head, that says to us sometimes, oh, well, you fucked that up or is what's going on here? Like, mm, I don't think you made the right student. We all have that voice. But if that voice is shouting in your ear all the time, that's what I'm talking about. So number 10, and this is where I put in a trigger warning that I'm going to talk about something serious and heavy now. So if you need to tune out, now is the time to tune out that I'm going to talk about suicidal thoughts. And some of you might be thinking, what, suicidal thoughts? Like, I don't have that, I'm fine. And don't forget that I've just listed another nine things. However, I do need to list suicidal thoughts because one research study showed that 13% of women had suicidal thoughts after a failed cycle. Okay, if some of these others, you could be like, uh, feeling tired all the time and an upset stomach, you might be like, oh, I have it sometimes, but not a lot. And so you might judge with some of the others that, no, nah, I think I'm doing okay. Like it's only these two and it's not very often. But if you have suicidal thoughts, hashtag red flag, this is the time that you need to come clean and say, okay, yep, 
signs that I'm not coping. This is my big red flag. This is my sign. Robin has told me that, okay, this is the time that I need to go and get some help. So that one's like a hundred percenter. Okay. If you have suicidal thoughts, you need to get some help right now on your journey. Okay. And I want you to strip aside any kind of pride that you might have and really have a think about like what is the worst case scenario of if you go and get help and I know that sometimes we can feel that like we've been a little bit failed by the medical professions Um, I know that sometimes we can feel like we've tried seeing a therapist and it didn't work I know that sometimes we can feel maybe like we can't afford to see a therapist there are all different reasons and excuses that you may have as to why you won't seek help. But here's what I can tell you. I was recently going through the surveys of the women who had done my 12-week program, the Fertility Worry Intensive. One of the questions in the feedback survey says, what were your thoughts before you joined? So we had all sorts of things. Like, I don't feel like a warrior. I don't identify as a warrior. I wasn't sure if it would be a waste of my time and money. Like, my wallet's already completely drained from infertility, etc., etc., etc. Like, I've seen a th- I've been seeing a therapist for two years and I don't feel any better. And the next question wrote, so, like, was it worth it? Would you recommend it to everyone? And it was like... A thousand percent yes, yes, I already recommend this to everyone I see, etc, etc. You'll never regret getting help of some description for your emotional well-being, okay? And what I'm going to talk about now is some things that, places that you can go, avenues that you can go. You can always DM me. I just keep a little, like, list of uh, people and things and stuff like that that can help. So I'm happy to send that through to you. However... I think the very first step and progress that you can make towards feeling better on your journey is just the self-awareness that maybe you are not okay and admitting that, do you know what, actually I could be better and and just because it's common for infertility to be really hard for women doesn't mean that it's normal and that it has to be that way, okay? And I can tell you right now, I have women who have been in them. I have a very dear client who joined my program. She basically had a breakdown before she joined the Fertility Warrior Intensive. Her husband was like, oh my God, something needs to change here. And she basically had a breakdown. She joined the program. She was like a different person. Her fertility specialist was like, I don't know what you've been doing, but this is like a different person sitting in front of me. She felt pregnant and had some very sad news after that, like really sad news. And even I could not believe how well she worked through that process. She is quite simply amazing. She has had some very happy news, which isn't mine to share since then, but you'll never regret seeking help on your journey for your emotional well-being, okay? And there's lots of different avenues of help that you can go down. So I think first you have to have the self-awareness to know if you are not okay. 
uh, and then have a think about what it is that you want. So maybe you have already been seeing a therapist and it didn't work for you. And what I would say is, well, maybe try a different therapist or maybe try a different modality. So there's lots of different things you could do. Obviously, like I run an e-course, uh, so it's a 12-week course for women, which is founded around mind-body therapies. Can I just say I'm not a psychologist or a therapist. I am I call myself a mind-body fertility practitioner, so more so along the lines of a life coach. So a life coach is also another modality you could try. There's hypnotherapists. There are a range of psychotherapists. There are a number who specialize in infertility and the anxiety and trauma that can come with infertility. And as I said, I've got a list of them. And that can make all the difference. So if you've been seeing a therapist before and it didn't really work, some of it, as I talked at the beginning of this episode, it might just, it might be because talk therapy is not going to work for you. So maybe you need something else like hypnotherapy or an e-course or even, do you know that I've been reading this book, I've talked, I talk about it fairly regularly actually, by a very well-renowned psychiatrist and one of the therapies he uses for people who have experienced significant trauma as in childhood sexual abuse, plane crashes, Vietnam vets and things like that, one of the therapies he uses is yoga because when we numb out to our body, they like when people consistently numb out of their emotions and feelings and things like that, I think they call it alexithymia and one of the key things to, I guess, overcoming trauma is like self-awareness, but also like reconnecting with your body. And yoga is one of the best ways that you can do that. Uh, And so that like he uses that in his practice. So just starting there, but also finding a community. And I completely understand. And I know that you may wish to withdraw from some of your friendships that you have or, you know, currently, but I think it's really important to then find a new community. So whether that's just through a program such as the Fertility Worry Intensive, but there's also infertility communities through Instagram. There's like the Fertility Circle app that has a chat area. There's, the name escapes me, but there's like a mentorship program for fertility. If you, you feel like, yes, someone signed me up with a mentor, then I will find the link for you if you DM me on Instagram. But there are all sorts of things that you can do to receive support from people within the infertility industry and or community. And there are specialists, psychotherapists who specialize and have experienced infertility as well. I've got two other things that I want to mention. The other thing is that if you are in Australia, and I don't know how it works, you know, in the UK and the NHS and things like that, you can go to your general practitioner And sometimes you can be referred to a psychotherapist and that's called a mental health plan. And that sometimes a mental health plan will get you sort of like five sessions for free or at a great discount to see someone like a clinical psychologist to just start the process on your journey. So if money is a thing, that's somewhere to start. A lot of the memberships that I just spoke of as well are quite low cost and maybe just finding that community might be 
you know, what you need to start turning the corner on your journey. Oh, and I wanted to just also touch on some stats for anyone who's like, no, this isn't me. Here's what I want to say is that there's lots of research coming out now. One piece of research, and one of these was on like 42,000 women, so a good sample size. One piece of research showed that 35% of women going through things like IVF had depression, tested positive for depression, and 56% in the other study showed that they were positive for depression. Another study showed that 76% of women going through infertility and something like 61% of men, so that's why we need more for men, which is what we're working, I'm working on behind the scenes at the moment, showed significant signs of anxiety. So if you're like, doesn't apply to me, actually the chances are that it applies to more of you listening. 76, if there's 20, if I get 20,000 downloads per month of my podcast, whatever that is, like 15,000 of those downloads will be from people who are showing significant signs of anxiety, right? Which means go see a therapist, join something like the Fertility Warrior Intensive, join one of the communities online, you know, find community, join something like the Fertility Circle app that has a chat area. I think it's really important to do that. And as I said, you will not regret ever. I don't think ever. I'll go and see a life coach, go and see someone, but you will never regret getting some emotional help. I promise you this. Okay. You'll come back to me on Instagram like a year later and be like, you know what? The best thing that I did was I listened to your podcast and I actually got some help. The next last thing though, that I wanted to say is that sometimes there are also conditions that are associated with excess inflammation, i.e. PCOS. And there was a big study, I've talked about it before, by Ohio and Rice Universities that actually analyzed 200 other studies and found that inflammation and depression basically go hand in hand and they kind of like fuel the fire of each other, right? What that study also found was that traditional forms of therapy such as talk therapy and the normal I guess like drugs that you would be prescribed when it was this depression that goes hand in hand with inflammation so inflammatory conditions such as PCOS then they were actually resistant to those things and but what did work was mind body therapies and yoga Okay, so it's really important if what you're doing right now, if you don't feel like that's having a difference, to maybe understand that, number one, it's not your fault. Number two, try new things until you find something that works. So on this Are You Okay day next day, I want to check in with you. I want to know how you are going. If you want to message me on Instagram and just have a little chat and you can just message me, Robin. I'm not okay and I promise I check all of my Instagram DMs. I always try to reply as soon as I possibly can. If you've listened to this episode and you're feeling like you're not okay, then reach out to me on Instagram and let me know and I'll be here to support you. I'll send you back a voice message or two or ten with lots of love. If you need any suggestions, I can give you those as well. But on this, yeah, day after Are You Okay Day, I wanted to check in with you and ask if you're okay, but also empower you to, I guess, self 
assess whether or not you are okay and maybe give you the heads up to check in on other people and don't just ask are you okay also check in for things like whether they're withdrawing what they're you know if they're just tired and sleeping a lot and all kinds of things like that thanks so much for tuning into this episode i appreciate you so much and i can't wait to chat to you next week bye okay warrior i need to ask you a huge favor did you know that the fertility warriors podcast comes out every wednesday so why not subscribe so that you get notified of future episodes but also if you liked this episode and especially if you're a long-term listener you would make my day if you would jump into your podcast player and leave me a written review seriously i live for these But more importantly, they tell the podcast gods that this podcast is helpful so that they can send it out to more people and you can help me help others in the process. I would be ever so grateful for a podcast review. But lastly, Warrior, I need to also let you know I am not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. I'm me. And the information in this podcast is for information and inspirational purposes only based on my own experiences. So please don't substitute the information you hear on the Fertility Warriors podcast for professional advice. And know that girl, in the world of trying to conceive, there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes. Please check out my website, robinberkin.com, if you would like to read my full terms and conditions.